Hello? Can you hear me? Uh-huh. Yes. All right, perfect. Well, it's uh, so it's recording now, so oh, after this, I will have the recording for you. you can send over. Uh, oh, thank you. No worries. No worries. Uh, I do a bit of recording myself once in a while. <laughs> okay. So, welcome to Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast, where amazing things happen, even when technology wants to break down. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Happy to be here. Oh, thank you. I know it's been like 17 months since we last talked. So I said, I need to get in touch with you to see if you would like to be on my podcast since I was on yours last April. And I know that I have probably heard you speak a lot about your life and how you learned languages, um, you know, through various other um, means means um however my viewers some of them are disabled some of them are not um don't really know who you are and i talk about you constantly so i said i have to get chris on here so he can (laughs) tell his story yeah sure uh well where to begin Uh, first of all i would say um my languages are a very coincidental of the upbringing i had so I was born in Denmark many, many years ago, and I ob- obviously had Danish as the first language. And I was I got into technology and uh, computers at a very early age, so video games, and I was also watching a lot on TV, of course, when I came home from school. And there would always be English stuff on with Danish subtitles, so English for me became sort of a second language very quickly. I think that by the time I was 10... I was sort of uh, thinking in English and and my inner voice kind of changed, which was interesting. And so for me, I've been, I would say, functionally bilingual since, you know, early teens, maybe a little bit later. And then I had German in school for ages, which meant that I, I speak it quite well. I can definitely live entirely in German if I had to. Make a lot of grammatical errors, as any German learner would uh, understand <laughs> it's uh, quite a, a tough language on the grammar side and then I for the last few years I've been learning mostly Russian and I stayed in Hungary for a year and a half where I learned a little bit of Hungarian not not very much at all did some uh, sporadic Esperanto I also had French in school at some point but the teacher was awful and when I finally got a good teacher I wasn't really ready to learn so I was more of a I think I spent more time at the principal's office than in the French classes, to be honest. So <laughs> <laughs> so French was a bit of a disaster, but I still have a lot of of good uh, foundations from French. So like the pronunciation and, you know, the, the way that it works, I, I can sort of understand it if I uh, read it. So, But these days I consider myself actually more of a, I don't know if you can call it a language learning journalist or a researcher. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, do, I talk to people who are much, much, much better at learning languages than I am. And, you know, they have different reasons for that. And I think that and there was a time recently, I think if you asked me five years ago, four years maybe, I would have said my ambition is to become like a hyper-polyglot, like some of the people we both know, like Richard Simcott or Alex Rawlings. So one of these uh, people. Yeah, like Luca. Oh yeah, my like, God. Like he wrote a book in Polish. Yeah, I mean, Luca is, is is ridiculous. I mean, he's just he's really talented at what he does. He 
he he really is. But I realized actually this is brand new. I I haven't really talked much about this yet. I realized that that was kind of a I don't know what, how to call it a vanity project maybe. So it was uh, I wanted to learn languages for the sake of learning languages, right. and and I think that gets you somewhere. Like for instance, that can be quite interesting, and、mm-hmm. it can definitely be a good hobby to have. But you're never、right. gonna or I mean you can maybe, but it would be exceedingly difficult to actually turn those languages into language、uh, levels, like Luca does. For instance, he speaks very high levels in all his languages. And if you、yeah. you need reasons for that beyond just oh it would be nice to speak Spanish you know so right I, and this is this is brand new this is something I just realized that I was doing this and so what happened was I was kind of angry at myself for not progressing even though I spent ages on Russian I still feel like it's I'm I really have trouble speaking it's it's really hard as you know yourself、uh, but. With four or five years, I really expected to be much further, but I realized I was putting unnecessary pressure on myself. So,、right. so now I'm. It's not that I'm retiring myself from the language learning community, not at all. But I, I've definitely scrapped the whole idea of learning. I think I put up ten languages in ten years or something that I wanted to get to reasonable levels. Right. But now it's just I, I've completely abandoned that idea.、Um, not f- because I, it's something that I would like to do, just because I realized that it wasn't what I wanted to do. <laughs> you know. Right.、Um, so that's basically where I am. I, I, I've, as I talked about on the on the podcast and in the presentation, I think language learning is a great way to.、Uh, I mean, it's a great hobby first and foremost, but it's、right. also a great、uh, way to get something meaningful to do because there's a lot of. You can really track the progress, and you can find like-minded people. There's meetups in all major cities in all kinds of languages.、Right. And for me, what I used it for was, I was really in a really bad state. Like,、um, you, if you looked at me, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think it. But I would just every day I would come home, just play video games for sixteen hours, just go to bed, eat pizza, just super depressed, like the. Almost like a quarter-life crisis kind of thing, where you,、oh, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't have a degree. I don't have a job. I don't have a girlfriend. You know, there's nothing、oh, going on. Oh, don't feel bad. <laughs> I can relate. I can relate to that because if you've seen my my Facebook <laughs> rants where I've gone on about, oh my God, I cannot find a job. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, yes, it is. It's very hard. And if you keep kind of、uh, bothering yourself with with The way things are going, then eventually you just end up in this black hole of self-loathing and misery, and and that's where I was when I found Benny Lewis was the first sort of、uh, prominent figure in the polyglot community that I、um, found, and and he kind of gave me the inspiration to 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 do it, to start learning languages, to start finding out more about language learning, and. You know the desire to find out. Well, how do you actually learn ten languages? That's to me that just sounded crazy. That somebody not only、right. learn ten languages but as a hobby. Like who does that? Oh, you'll be surprised. <laughs> I actually, it's funny that you say that because when I decided to do this podcast, you were one of the inspirations. You and Ollie and Kirsten were the inspirations for me wanting to do my own podcast. A lot of it is because I wanted to go into journalism years ago.、Mm-hmm. And I never did. I went on, and I decided I wanted to do theater because I was more, you know, the artistic type. So I did theater, I did film, and then I said, you know what? I've always wanted to take Russian. I always wanted to know French ever since I was 13. So I said, 
hey, I'm 30-something. Why not? Why not try oh, it? Oh, yeah, for sure. And honestly, I can I can be honest. I, I wouldn't have met you guys. I wouldn't have, if I wouldn't have taken that plunge and I wouldn't have joined groups and I wouldn't have started listening to people's podcasts, I wouldn't have been invited into this big, huge microcosm of people. Hey, yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know, and it's like I started out 453 friends four years ago. I got 1,634 to date. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I mean, I got people wanting me to join their groups and, wow, Chanel, your Russian is really freaking good. I'm like, you know why? <laughs> <laughs> I speak, I, I can speak now at a b2 level i actually had a language breakthrough over the last week i was listening to war and peace in in russian the audiobook on youtube and something just happened where my head just clicked and i started to understand what was being said that's after amazing. 42 months that's i was great like progress yeah crying literally <laughs> and, and and then i have a boyfriend too that's russian wow you so, see there you go it all connects together that way so, and he makes me speak whenever we talk. I'm about to kill him, though, because he sent me a very disgusting message this morning. and <laughs> I, I literally wanted to just vomit when I read it. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> this is disgusting. Because he's in South Korea right now. He'll be back in Russia next week. But he, I, I knew I was, my Russian had improved because I was able to speak for two hours in nothing but Russian That's to his insane. mother. <laughs> His mother, his mother doesn't speak a lick of English. Right. But so you got some that, good reasons for doing it for sure. That that that's pressure if I ever if I ever knew any and the, like if the you know the person you're speaking to doesn't speak any other languages then that's good motivation to to power through and really use all resources. Oh yeah. Oh, and when you had asked me would I ever retake up Spanish again? Well, I did. I went and decided to start speaking it as of this January. And actually, I didn't realize I was fluent in Spanish until I had a two-hour conversation from somebody from Mexico. And I, there were certain words I couldn't remember, but I was able to compensate with other words. Mm -hmm. And you know you're fluent when you can do that. Yeah, that's, because that's when it, you, yeah. And, but I had the most massive headache. After it was over, I had such a migraine. My eyes felt like they were about to pop out their sockets. And I felt like I was about to drop dead. <laughs> <laughs> because it was that bad. It took two hours just for me to come down from that headache. And, yeah, like, this one guy from Colombia was like, Chanel, you're fluent in Spanish. You know that, right? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so now I'm I'm doing the French thing, as you know, and I actually picked up Norwegian this month. All right. Yeah, so, and then I have a smash of, of Dutch in there somewhere and a smidge of Italian somewhere. I did want to, I did something real crazy. I went and decided to do six weeks of Brazilian Portuguese. Okay, <laughs> was this a challenge or? Yes, for myself, because I wanted to speak to Lucas Beatty from Language Views, mm -hmm. and Jan was roaring. He's like, "Oh, that's a good, that's a good one, that's a good goal." <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's a and nice I'm, guy, yeah. And I, I sat there and I said, after six weeks, I was like, uh, my Spanish and Italian kept bleeding in between the Portuguese, and I was like, "What in the hell am I really learning this for? I don't want." <laughs> but I did make some really cool friends out of it, but. It was just, it wasn't for me. Mm. 
So I said, you know, but I mean, I have another seven languages I want to learn, but I want to learn them for different reasons. Yeah. And most that's what most you need. of it's sim- cinematic now that voiceover can read subtitles now. I, I actually am watching like plenty of movies in French with Norwegian subtitles, or if I don't have an audio track and they have Norwegian subtitles, I'll put the Norwegian subtitles on and I'll watch the movie and voiceover read me this, you know, the subtitles. Mm. So, you know, and then as soon as I told someone I was learning Norwegian and I'm using Pimsleur for Norwegian through the library. So I said, whatever resources I can find for free to do it, I'll do it that way. And I said, I'll get to like a, a B1 level by next September and then I'll shut it off. Because the idea of me going to Norway is not like, it's not going to happen <laughs> anytime soon. So, because someone asked me, why was I doing it? And I was like, mm. because I want to, because, you know, I, I, I watched a, a documentary recently on um, the father-in-law of, of Europe, King Christian IX of Denmark and and all his family members and then some and I like the history of, of how, you know, Nor- Norway got his royalty and all that. And, and it was just so fascinating. I was like, hmm, I wouldn't mind learning that language. Let's see. So, I mean, and it's not that difficult to pronounce certain words. And they were like, your pronunciation is really good, Chanel. You should keep going. I'm like, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said, you know, but I, I tell people that, too. You know, if you if you you have the right to change your mind, if you don't think that a language is good for you, you know, because um, I remember I was a lot, I was reading some of your stuff. I think this was after you had moved to Manchester. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm worried about him. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's all right. Because when you said that you were considering giving up, like your podcast and a few other things, and I had written you that long email saying, don't do that, don't do that. You worked too hard for that. And I mean, because, you know, I can definitely understand what it's like when you have situations mm. where you see all these people that are successful and you're like, wow, <laughs> yeah. um, where am I at with this? And, you know, I, I don't try to compare myself to anybody because the only person I can compare myself with is myself. Sure. Yeah. Or, and so... I guess I look at it as they all it all took them years to get to where they are. They wouldn't yeah. be as successful as they are today if they didn't work their asses off. That that's for sure. Of and course. and I I, I just, just noticed important to I think it's just important to distinguish between like the there's a difference between wanting to do something uh for right. you, for yourself or or for whatever reason and then thinking you want to do something and i think that was the the difference between me and uh, me like last month and me this month is that i've realized that right i am not the expert necessarily right. like i have you know what can you call it um by proxy maybe <laughs> because i've spent so much time with people who are really good at it but it's right. not my thing it's not my thing because I don't know if it's my uh, pa- uh, concentration levels or patience or I just don't really need it at the moment. Maybe I'll come back later and I'm sure I'll, right. I'll still study some and right. I'll, I'll I'll continue to work on Russian definitely some in some capacity because I've spent so much time on it. I don't want to throw it all away. You right. know? 
But right. the idea of me becoming this super polyglot is not something that I want to spend a significant amount of time on because right. that allows me to sort of free up mental space to do other things because I'm, right. you know, I'm still learning Russian and it takes a long time. It's very difficult. It, it's taken me a long time and I don't feel like I'm comfortable in it yet. So why right. am I worrying about the next languages? Right. And that's what well, you, tends, up, tends to happen when people get a little bit ahead of themselves to speak. You know, you, you're trying to learn a language, but you're already worrying about the next one. The ne right. You know what? And I think sometimes, I, I mean, if you noticed, I'm sure you're out there on the web looking just like I am. People will sit there and say, I want to speak 30 languages. Now, let's be realistic. To what proficiency level? <laughs> yeah, but that's why I said I'm, ten. That's why. That's why I came originally. That's why I came up with the number ten because I figured, okay, I speak three really well. I right. speak a few not so well. Like Swedish and Norwegian is very similar to Danish, so it wouldn't right. be too hard to get to a good level in that. Right. So we're talking about maybe, you know, adding five languages at most, maybe. And you right. know that that's obviously not easy. I'm, I'm making a, a bit light work of it, but that right. was meant to be the life project. You know, it was meant to be a whole, uh, a whole life project. So with that in mind, I think it w it wasn't unrealistic to say ten. Now, if I only spoke Danish, I would say okay, that would probably have been quite unrealistic, just because right. that would be nine languages to a good level. Because for right. me, I want to learn it to a good level. Because what what right. why else do it? You know, if, right? I. I had this, I remember I was watching Lydia Manjava uh, when she was speaking at the Polyglot Gathering last year. I was watching the video on YouTube. And she said that she usually spends two years per language on, on each language that she learns because she wants to be able to master it. If she's going to do it, she's going to go all the way through mm. and not half-ass it, which is understandable. That's what, that I, would I, can that, that's what I would do. And I don't know. I, I also am not entirely sure what the point I was trying to make with with it uh, either. But the point of uh, that I want to emphasize, which you also mentioned, is the community is fantastic, and you don't right. need to be. First of all, you don't need to be a language expert to to enjoy that. But secondly, no. you don't even need to be learning a language. I feel like because I I'm not that active in learning. If you see my badges from all the conferences each year, there wouldn't be that much new added to it, if anything. So right. it's not, you know, I just want to emphasize to people that it's a really nice place to be, even if you're right. not, even if you right. don't have this super polyglot uh, ambition, like uh, like some people do. And if you go to those conferences, the percentage right. is very high. <laughs> There's lots of people there who either are right. super polyglots or um, have the ambition of doing so. Right. And, you know, but I, I guess sometimes I kind of feel, too, that sometimes certain people in the polyglot community who will remain nameless <laughs> like to make themselves seem, I would say, more of the expert on language learning. And you're sitting there like, well, wait a minute, mm. <laughs> you know, do you really speak 20 languages? Why was it I only heard you speak five? Yeah, well, that's one thing. But there's also the idea of people talking a lot about language learning or giving a lot of advice, but then they don't do it themselves or they don't right. speak the la main languages themselves. And that's also why I'm kind of branding myself now as this 
kind of researcher, a little bit more of a uh, an outsider right. maybe, uh, right. instead of the learner slash expert himself. And th th this is because I I wasn't coping very well with this. Um, they sometimes call it the imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. where you feel like you're kind of you you kind of a fake, and I don't think that I I think I was very upfront all the time of my current situation and right. you know what was happening. But right. what I wasn't doing was progressing. You know, I've been doing actual fluency for four years, and I'll, <laughs> maybe we can add that as a side note. Talking about languages on a podcast like this one or writing about it definitely distracts from the actual learning. Don't get me wrong. Like no matter what, right. you're gonna spend right. less time learning yeah. because you just don't have that time. Um, right. But even even in that case, I was just not progressing. You know, I was uh, doing all these blog posts. I was doing all these missions. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And in two years, right. I'm going to do French. And in three years, it's going to be Spanish. And it's going to be great. I'm amazing. Right. And when it just right. all fizzes out, you're like, well, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, I try to be genuine and, and try to explain my feelings and why I right. do certain things. But at some point, right. your mind is just going to be like, yeah, Chris, but you said this two years ago. You said you were going to do this. You still right. haven't done it. There must be a reason right. for it. So either you stop right. pretending or you get your act together. And I decided right. that with the help of um, maybe, you know, Dave Prine. He was uh, he spoke at the at the Langfest. Uh, he's also sp spoken at the gathering, actually. You might have seen him on, on YouTube or, or similar. But I might have. Yeah. I, I talked to him and... Um, he just made me realize that it's not what I want. So now I'm sort of the, you know, the uh, working from that basis that I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a part of the community, but it's more right. of a, well, I wouldn't call it a coach necessarily, but it's more of an information slash journalist role that I'm taking on. And I think right. this will make it easier for me to do the podcast because, right. and you know, a, a lot of the emails that I got, you emailed me, a few times also asking for what was going on. Are you okay? Because I hadn't, <laughs> I didn't have any updates for months. And, you know, when people keep asking you how you're doing and you can't really provide any positive updates, it also doesn't feel very good. So that's right. why I, I'll, I'll do it from, from this, at uh, this moment on, but this is very new. And that's possibly why when, when we, uh, when we talked a little bit uh, recently that, Oh, you maybe you read some of the emails. Maybe they were a right. little bit more confused or confusing than normal, just because it's a bit of right. a it's a bit of a what do you call it? Like a an interlude or something? It's it's I'm between things basically. So I'm, you're transitioning. Yeah, exactly. That's what that was the word I was looking for. Yeah, I'm right. between jobs. Not only I just well, not between jobs, but I'm in a new job. I used to be in another job. So that takes right. some energy, of course. I moved into a new apartment, right. and and then you have the learning where it's kind of stagnated. And I feel like if I can lower my own expectations and goals to what I really want, then I also right. have more results with the with that. So if you work on the things that you really want, you're gonna do so much better than if you work on what you think you want. <laughs> you know. Right, right. And I mean, you know, it's funny you say that because, um. I did read your stuff and I was like, he just moved. He moved back from Bucharest. Mm. He moved back home. And trust me, I know what that's like. Cause I had to do that when I moved from California to Cleveland, 
like nine years ago, it was hell. Yeah. I felt like I failed and everything. And I was like, uh, I was depressed for a while. And I sat there and I said, when he gets back out here into the world and he's <laughs> actually like not living with his mom and, and he's not having to deal with any, any family thing or other friends or people saying, well, why aren't you doing this? And why don't trust me? I know what that's like. <laughs> I still get, I get, I'm 41 and I still get that. <laughs> so, so, and I said to myself, I said, well, he's going to have a great old jolly time once he gets out and out of Denmark and he's in a new environment where he can start to figure out what he wants for himself. Because I know what it's like. I, when I turned 30, I had a mini breakdown mm. and you, you do have those, but I'm, that's common. That, I'm 30 as well. So that, this is, this is my breakdown, I guess. <laughs> oh, trust me. I had mine like 11 years. Well, no, wait. Yeah, 11 years ago I had it. I was in California, and I had just graduated from film school honors and trying to find work and couldn't and had to move out of my apartment and break my lease, and people were calling me, and I didn't have money to give them. It was just hell. Mm. And so I know what that's like when you feel like you're doing everything you can to make yourself happy on one end, but then you're not really happy like there's part of you that want to do this but you know in the back of your head it may or may not be the right thing to do you, you're just doing it just to say to keep the wheels moving pretty yeah. much and i and and i definitely know what that's like and like i i was jumping up and down after you had um <laughs> said yes i was like yes <laughs> of course <laughs> and, then, and then i i i got ollie to come on my show and uh, so I'm really jumping up and down like a crazy person because of that. And, you know, I want to get Benny on my show to say thank you for writing his book. And that's what made me want to start speaking, period. The, um, and the, the first one or the, the, new, the, the new ones? Oh, the, the Fluent in Three Months? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's a great book, yeah. Yeah, I, I have the audio because I got it through Audible for free. Oh, right. And I read it uh, and... You know, I, I, the one thing I took out of it was speak from day one. <laughs> yeah. But you <laughs> know, pretty... it, it's funny, isn't it? That like we get, we have this reaction now where speak from day one, that's, that's kind of a secret. But back when he wrote that, it was almost, it was almost revolutionary. That idea that, oh, you don't need to memorize 200 phrase books, you know, or 500 sentences right. of how are you, where's the toilet, you know. Oh God. And, yeah. and How's the weather? Exactly. And it's like. No one talks like that. It it is really. I find it really funny that that uh, it's kind of a revolution, uh, but it really is, and it was at the time even more of a revolution. So it it, it has a, a long story. I mean, that's been that, what was it? Ten years? No, not ten years. It's five years no, ago. No, it was like like five. Yeah, yeah I feel like, like it's that. about five. five years ago. Yeah, but the the whole community was a lot different then. It was very small, and is oh all, now now f- now it's grown, and and you. Like, um, I met a totally blind polyglot and he's from Hungary. He's Hungarian. And, um, I have him as a friend on Facebook and I asked him, I was like, okay, so how hard is Hungarian? I'm asking a real Hungarian person. Mm. He was like, Chanel, 
is harder than English. <laughs> I was like, English is my first language. English is not. Life is hard. <laughs> that It can't be that bad. And he was like, uh, yeah, it's that bad. It's pretty bad, yeah, I would say. It's lovely. It's It's a great language. It sounds fantastic, and it has a great system of building up words. But God, is it hard. (laughs) There's so many things to remember, so many different endings and conjugations that it makes your head spin just thinking about it. You know what, though? I I can understand why Luca and Alex were so driven to learn it, and they learned it as well as they did. Yeah, Yeah, they're both really good at it. And I, 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 because I was in there like, wait a minute. How the hell did they manage to learn in less than a year? That language is like freaking a beast from what I hear. <laughs> yeah, but these are these are some of the arguably some of the best people in the world that learn languages. Like for all we know anyway. Like these well, might yeah. be the most talented and most experienced language learners full stop. So we know yeah. that that might have something to do with it, of course. Or it just might have been they were just like really motivated. Yeah, I mean, Alex lived in, in Budapest for a while. That obviously helps. And Luca, uh, I know Luca quite well, and he has this ability, which I think also is why he's got so good at languages, to just buckle down and just study. And he does it in mm-hmm. a very organized way. He uses oh, yeah. a lot of uh, written words. Right. So he uses a lot yeah, of tran- written translation. Yeah, translations and transcripts and all that kind of stuff. Um, So... Like it's not surprising to me that they would do very well. And for the people listening who are just starting out, I mean, right. you will get there in the end. Like uh, the more languages you learn, the easier the it easier. is to learn yes, new yes. ones. <laughs> so well, uh, and I found that out very easily. Like I'm on language number what? Okay, English, American Sign Language, Spanish, Russian, French, Dutch, Italian. I'm on seven. And someone actually said, well, how can you count Dutch and Italian? I was like, because guess <laughs> what? Even, even if you learn a language, point blank and simple, the fact you want to speak someone else's mother tongue that's not your own gives you some kudos right there because that takes a lot of guts. Of course. Not, um... not a lot of people want to do that. But I will tell you, there are some polyglots in this country of mine where I'm just now finding them on YouTube. Right. I'm not finding them on Facebook. I'm finding them on YouTube. And you just be so surprised. Like, have you heard of a girl named Amber Gonzalez? Uh, no, I can't say I have. Okay. She is half Puerto Rican, half African American. This chick speaks English, Spanish. Brazilian, Portuguese, Korean, and now she is learning Chinese. Wow. <laughs> and, and well, she has two twin daughters, too. But she's a, she's a stewardess. Oh, yeah. So she, That's great and motivation. So, <laughs> yeah, and she also has her own, like, language teaching business for the past three years. And she, she has, like, over 30,000 followers and stuff on YouTube. And I'm trying to get her on a show because her story by itself is just, incredible like i'm like dude you're on language five that's amazing you know definitely and and i mean and i mean she's not choosing languages that are like relatively easy either i mean korean and chinese are no (laughs) those languages are not relatively i mean i know how to say hi and how are you in chinese and that's it um (laughs) no those are very hard languages for for english speakers yeah 
Very different. Um, But I will say, um, on a personal level, thank you so much for your podcast and your friendship. I really appreciate that. You're very welcome. And I I can't thank you. I mean, you're part of the reason that it's been going for so long because of your encouraging emails and, and words of support. You've always always let me know if there's something that didn't work or there's something that you really like. So that's the reason that I do it, you know, just to make people happy and you've definitely helped to make it go for as long as it, it has. And I don't know if it's time to to retire it yet. We we had talked about that before, I think. Um, so far, it's, I haven't, you know, pulled the plug on it. Taking some long breaks that could count as a <laughs> a bit of a holiday or however you want right. to put it, but there will there will probably be a time in the not so distant future where I will uh, probably retire that particular show, right. and maybe not. Who knows? So maybe I'll just keep doing it. I do like talking to people, so <laughs> for me it's fun to do. Yeah, I mean, I've already, I've already, my my list of people so far, aside, well, because I've interviewed my friend Dana, who we've been friends since high school, and he loves languages just as much as I do. He's totally blind, and he learns by ear, too, and he loves Spanish. I mean, he's, like, fluent in Spanish. It's ridiculous. But he wants to learn other languages as well, and I, I did him and, of course, Amanda Conks, my other friend who lives in Missouri, and, you know, she pretty much hooked up with Jan, Jan and Lucas. Um, and uh, I think Lucas took her under his wing somewhat because she is also disabled, but she has a totally dis- different disability than I do. And like this girl can speak English, Spanish, French, Romanian, American Sign Language. She's learning Chinese and Russian. <laughs> and, 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 Good list. But, but she also works for an Italian company with English and then a Russian company and a Chinese company all online. Wow. Plus doing translation jobs too. And she has a six-year-old. That's so incredible, yeah. I'm like, and she's only 35. But how do these people do it? Do you know? Because uh, That's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm single and I live right next to work and I have absolutely no dependence or anything i need to worry about and i have no no disabilities uh no problems no issues nothing and yet for me it's super hard to do just one language and these people well, are succeeding at learning multiple i i well she's well she's also a film person like i am she studied film in college and, and you know i mean well, she was like most of us. Okay, I lived with my family for a little while. And, you know, of course, when you are trying to chase after a dream, people want you to be realistic and, <laughs> and get a real yeah. job that, that is boring. And, you know, but, yeah, she, she, um, she is amazing. I interviewed her on Facebook. I'm, I'm going to have to redo it so I can have the actual recording on on anchor at some point, but she is someone that, you know, I, I sat there and I met like back in March of this year and we bonded because of the fact that we like languages and that we, you know, and so everyone's like, she was like, your French is good for someone who's only been studying it for less than five months. 
I was like, well, I'm almost at a B1. And the reason why is because I already know a lot of, of English. And I, 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 my comprehension of the French language is very strong. I watch the news in French and can interpret what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've, I'm reading Game of Thrones in French right now. Um, I'm listening to Harry Potter. I finally was able to get Harry Potter, the Harry Potter books in whatever language I wanted. Because some, I just pretty much went inside someone's hard drive they let me, and I got to go shopping nice. for free. <laughs> so I have it in Swedish. I have it in Norwegian, Dutch, Italian, French, Russian. I have uh, ebook, Romanian, Italian, Russian, two Norwegian, one Swedish, two Dutch, two Brazilian Portuguese, and Polish and Turkish. So you got a lot of stuff to uh, keep you busy with. <laughs> Right. And, but, you know, I mean, my main goal actually, you know, for the most part is to be able to speak these languages, the ones that I really want, like to a consistent level. But I also looked at my community and like what the population rate was for certain languages. And Mm -hmm. I, I am going to tackle Arabic because we have an Arabic population. We have a Japanese population. We got Russian, Dutch, Italian, French, Spanish, um, Urdu, um, Persian, Farsi, Dari, um, Nepali, Kiran, which is like from Myanmar, which used to be Burma. Um, so there's like a whole bunch of different people. In we even have Korean. Wow. Yeah. In, in Akron, so it's like I'm in like United Nations of like, <laughs> you know, people. So I said I want to get to at least a B1 in Norwegian. But I someone said, well, if you already are learning you know what you're learning it's not going to take you long i'm like of course not because it just it comes easy but i take my time and i actually have fun with it i integrate it into my life so i don't i don't look at it as me sitting up there with memory app going through vocabulary i'm actually putting subtitles on a movie yeah and i'm doing it that way right so that's how i get it done and i do a little bit of speaking and that's pretty much what I do. But at the same time, you know, I said, if Chris can come up with a podcast and interview like over almost 130 people in four or five years, that's pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy about it as well. It's 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 one of the only achievements I have of such a you know, long standing. So for me, but, it's awesome. But think about what you've done, though. You've even written a book. Yeah, well, like, it's the I would I would call it the... It, it's a it's a very small one. Uh, it's a, the first chapter, perhaps, of a, of a proper book to come. But uh, right. but yeah, I I I'm very happy with what I've achieved. And for someone who, you know, objectively haven't achieved much, it's definitely a a huge success for me, and I'm very happy about it. And it's only happened because of the community. I think if I didn't like being in the community. Then right. I would have left the first year, or maybe even the first month, and I would have never recorded another episode. But the people right. in it are just so lovely, and right. it's just such a, a nice atmosphere. And yeah, the languages are also very interesting. And like I said, it's something that I will probably always do, and to some extent. Right. And, and to me, that's just a perfect kind of hobby. And also, it's a brain thing. You know, you you work out your brain a little bit and uh, get some. Uh, Get some uh, what do you call it? The brain cells flowing and uh, right. that's always awesome. Right, your endorphins and yeah. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, for sure. Like uh, if you do uh, 
for me, when I talk to native speakers, I always get very excited. The adrenaline is pumping, you know. That, to me, is very nice. That's almost like a... Well, it is It is a happy drug. They, they have documented that for sure. So uh, if somebody's listening, they're like, eh, I don't know if I could do what these people are doing, then I would say just do it. You know, you don't have anything to lose. and Right. You're, yeah. I mean, and if you don't like it, then you can drop it. No, no one's exactly. putting a gun to your head telling you you have to do this. It's a choice. Exactly. And it's also about what your language preference is might be like for me i was telling Lindsay and kirsten last week when i speak french i feel sensual when i'm speaking japanese i feel goofy i don't know why <laughs> right but but but, but it, it, i mean it kind of reminds me of like oh well i'm gonna watch anime or i'm gonna watch some horror movie and like i was telling Lindsay that like last week i my whole point of learning japanese is primarily because I want to watch Japanese horror movies. All right, but it's a great motivator. A great motivator there. You know, I mean, and if I could watch like Transformers in Japanese or Voltron or something, you know, it's more power to me. I would that would be so much fun. Or watch Star Trek in Japanese, I'd probably be laughing my butt off. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, because they actually do have the dub version of Star Trek in that generation in Japanese. But you know, it's it's kind of. I guess I look at it as, like I told them and I told Shannon, this is like the first community that I've ever felt like I was ever accepted in because I always had a foot in each door or, you know, a foot in each door. And, but I was never really invited to the party 100%. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like even my own, my own aunts and my own, my, my grandmother's like, so what language are you learning this week? <laughs> You know, and I was like, well, I'm still working on this. I'm still doing this. And everyone's like, do you realize how good, how much you've improved? And I was like, well, yeah, but, you know, I don't take myself that seriously mm-hmm. half the time. So it's like when I meet someone that's like minded and positive, I mean, because God knows we have enough negativity going on in the world right now. Definitely. Yeah. And, um, you know, like my friends in Russia was like, Chanel, so when are you coming over to Russia? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, first of all, I'm sorry, but I don't even have a passport yet. I got to buy that. That's about 200 bucks. Yeah. Um, um, I was like, you know, I have to get like a tourist visa. I was like, but if I really wanted to, I would love to study somewhere and just be there for like a year and, and, and really soak it all in and, you know, be forced to like not use English for a year. Yeah, that would be very nice. Uh... That that would be nice. But I also like my best friend said, "Well, I'm proud of you because I remember when you started Russian, and you just proved to everybody out there whether they're on the internet or not, you don't have to go to school in order to learn a dang old language. And look at the other three languages you picked up on top of that. That says a lot right there. Definitely. And you yeah. had hardly no money." I was like I spent a little bit but not not very much and I was like but a lot of it is drive you gotta want it and I said you know d- don't get me wrong like this isn't the only thing that I enjoy doing I I mean I have other things that I enjoy doing other than sitting and learning languages <laughs> of course you know I'm, I mean you know I like to cook and travel and you know go and hang out at the bar with my friends and you know normal things that normal people do but <laughs> at the end of the day I'll be the one walking out the bar sober. They won't. (laughs) But yes, they, you know, that's just something that I 
noticed, you know, as, you know, someone in the language community. I mean, if you checked out all the groups I was in, you'd be like, wait a minute, when do you have time to keep track of all these people? And I, do, I mean, you name the language, I'm in that group. Yeah. And that, you know, like I'm in a Hungarian group, I'm in a Bulgarian group, and a Romanian group, Italian, German, French, Dutch, Afrikaans, um, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Polish. <laughs> do you ever find and, yourself uh, going a little bit too far or going to too many places or groups? or Like, why are you in a Bulgarian group, for instance? Well, at the time, I thought I was dipping into, like, to see the difference as far as the Slavic languages were concerned and how similar they were. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, maybe I might want to learn. And then, like, a week later, it was like, no. <laughs> I just, I mean, it was more curiosity, you know. I mean, now I have met a lot of friends as a result of that. Um, but I, a lot of them were, okay, I might want to learn this. And then I said, well, am I ever going to go to Bulgaria? Do I know anyone that speaks <laughs> Bulgarian? Right. Let, let me just be a little bit more realistic. I mean, that's just like, okay, I thought about Finnish. Yeah, nice said, language, yeah. <laughs> and then I said, am I going to Finland? Do I know anybody over there? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, but they speak English. Okay, fine. I, <laughs> I mean, a lot of it was that curiosity. I was mm. doing a lot of dipping more so than anything. And then I... I, I Bought a whole bunch of Michelle Thomas courses, and I'm I'm almost done finishing my Japanese course. Like I got to get the advanced, and then the vocabulary builder and the advanced for the Italian. But I have like six of his courses, and I'm, you know, went through them. Well, I would say about wait, Dutch, Russian, French, and then I'm slowly doing Italian. Um, Arabic is still on my brain. I mean, I have it in my house. So <laughs> those those are the ones that I'm kind of concentrating on, but I'm not, I haven't really, I've touched French and I'm working on it every day because I've been doing that for like five months now. And I said I would do that for a year to see what level I get to and after that I'm done. Yeah. Um. Um. But, you know, I mean, I could become fluent in a matter of months just based off of the fact that I have a whole bunch of movies. And I have a whole bunch of TV, and I can put the audio in it, and it's it's I don't have to buy anything. Right. What do so, you look for when you when you watch a movie in let's say a foreign language? What what do you do? You do anything active? Do you try to uh, do interpret interpret what they're saying, or are you just listening really intently? I do a lot of I do a lot of uh, intent listening mm -hmm. to see how much of it I can actually understand. And then I'll go back at some point. Like uh, the news is kind of something that's short. Yeah. Or a podcast, which I do SBS radio in several different languages from Australia. And I do it in French too, along with a whole bunch of other languages. Um, so as a result of that, but I, um, I do a lot of listening because that's how I absorb all the vocabulary since I can't read the words on the screen. And, so I will sit there and I will watch the whole movie to see if I'm able to understand the whole movie in that language. Okay, yeah. And then um, if I am, I, I like go nuts. And then I let that sit in my head for a while. And then I'll go to something else because I just went through two hours of 
watching The Matrix or something or whatever. It, I mean, because I actually watched The Matrix with French audio and Norwegian subtitles one day. All right. <laughs> and then, and then, and and what was so ironic about it was I was able to really understand both languages. Well, that's nice. That's so, a double double benefit there. But I was actually up at ten thirty at night watching a Danish documentary on the royal family of Denmark, and my brain clicked, and I actually started to understand everything that they were saying in Danish. It never took Danish a day in my life. Right. So I was like, what the hell is this? (laughs) You know, so I feel that my, you know, once you start learning one language or two languages, I mean, now that I'm on like five, six, and seven, um, in that order, um, it's not, it's not, I don't find it difficult. I actually find it kind of rejuvenating that, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm actually learning one of the languages that I call the languages of all time for me, French and Russian. And I think a lot of it is because I'm a big history buff. And so I liked French history, Russian history, um, I liked Asian history, the Middle East. Um, you know, after retaking a world history course three years ago, I started to understand really well what happened then to what's happening now. And I understood why it was happening mm-hmm. just from that. And then it gave me a better appreciation of a lot of people that the world wants to call their enemy. Well, you mean the government. You don't mean the people itself, right? <laughs> <laughs> You know, so, so, um, you know, I, because I'm into new, um, ways of learning on the auditory side of things, I don't just, you know, I look at it like, okay, do I need to know everything that's in the freaking kitchen? Do I need to know every word? No. Do I need to talk about the weather 24 hours a day? No. <laughs> no. You, 90% of the time, you'll talk about the weather for two seconds. You're not really talking about that in a conversation. I'm not sitting there in front of my computer looking for, you know, um, looking for... Um, Ways to talk about the weather. Right. Or words. I mean, because when you're in a real conversation with someone, you don't have time to look something up. No, you don't. No. no I mean, that's not having a conversation. Like, people are like, well, I prepare my conversations. Honey, I don't do that. I don't even go on italki. I, first of all, I'm a broke sister. I don't have the money to pay somebody to talk to. I actually go and I'll make friends on WhatsApp and Facebook, Instant Messenger, and we will have real conversations over the phone like you and I are having right now. Yeah. And those are more meaningful to me than paying somebody for half an hour to talk to you. Definitely, yeah. That's the best way I to mean, do it, yeah. I mean... It, they're happy that you're just learning their language or wanting to speak their language or that, that you're even curious about their language and their culture. I mean, a lot of Russians that I know, they're like, Chanel, your Russians improved a lot. You know, man, you could live here and like survive, you know. And I mean, sure, there are words that I, you're not going to know every word. It's just not. I mean, that's yeah. just obvious. But if you don't try, you'll never know if you'll be able to do it or not. And 
I, I'm not the type of person that likes to hear people say you can't do something because I've had that all my life. So <laughs> you yeah, can't do this. Well, yeah. Why do you need to? No, I, you, I can do this because I want to do this and I will do it. And, you know, you can go stuff it somewhere. But, <laughs> but <laughs> well, you're proving them that, all wrong. That's for sure. Yeah. And I and I said, you know, I have. um Someone asked me, would I ever do a web page? And I was like, dude, I am not the most technical, savvy person on the face of the planet, okay? Um, I would rather do, like, a blog and a podcast. That's something that's simple that I can do. Mm. As opposed to, I need a website. <laughs> yeah. I need, I need, you know, okay, I don't have, I'm not made of tons of money, and I'm definitely not going to... Um, have a whole bunch of people employed by me to, you know, okay. build your yeah. uh, empire. <laughs> In, right, right. So that, you know, I, but I am this close to getting Moses McCormick on the show. That would be great. Very, yeah. Fellow, very, um, fellow Ohio, Ohioan. What do you call it? <laughs> Ohioan. Oh, Ohioan. That's a hard word for me, actually, for some reason. I don't know why, but yeah, he's, yeah. he's fantastic. Yeah, he's great for, uh, the, uh, inspirational side of things for sure. I, you know, it's funny because um, I, I talk to David James a lot. And, mm-hmm. oh, God, he's – you know, I did you read the, the book, My Polyclot? I uh, might have skimmed – no, no, that book. No, not much. No, no. Okay, I read that book. It took me five and a half hours, but I, I listened to the whole thing. Okay, I'm not saying that everybody's story wasn't great, but his story seemed like it came out of a daggone James Bond movie. David James? Like, yeah. Like, his whole story. Like, if you ever read his story, you'll be surprised how he started to learn languages and create the goatless method and everything. Right. I just was blown away. Like, him and I talked on Facebook Live, and he had given me um, somewhere where I can listen to more material and, and whatnot. And... and um. Well, I'll tell you one so, thing. He's one of my all-time favorite people I've ever met. And I've been very fortunate to spend a significant amount of time with him at the Polygon Gathering a few times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's also been on the show. And, uh, yeah, so I can I totally second that. He's he's fantastic. And he's such, yeah. a, he's such a funny and, and warm person as well. Yeah, I... It's kind of funny because... I guess I have to pick and choose who I think I mesh with in the polyglot community or who would understand me more in the polyglot community because not everybody understands someone that's visually impaired. I mean, they, there are people that do have other disabilities and in that context, in that realm, they understand their own disability, but to try to understand someone else's disability is kind of, a complicated and difficult thing for someone to have to process. Sure. So, you know, I feel personally like I connect with you and I connect with Kirsten and Shannon and Lindsay and Ollie and um, David and there's a couple more people. Like, but I mean, because to me, um, you guys get it. Like I could ask y'all a question and it wouldn't be 
reject it, you know, or you wouldn't say something that would be offensive. You actually think about what you say before you say it. You know, it's not like an elitist thing. I mean, I've noticed that, like, there are some that don't quite 100% understand me. Yeah. So so they'll sit there and they'll just say something and then someone will jump down their throat and say, wait a minute. Do you know how many languages this girl has learned? Do you know how long it takes for her to do this? Do you realize, yes, she has technical issues with her technology and that she's doing <laughs> above and beyond in order to, to do what we do with very little effort? <laughs> yeah, it's, and, it's remarkable. Yeah, But, you know, I told you this before uh, that like you are incredibly inspirational. Uh, and uh, that's also why I wanted to have you on the podcast. But obviously, that was to help a lot of people who are listening. But you've always been an inspiration to me. Uh, from the first email you sent, I was really blown away by your story from day one. So I've always, I've always, uh, you know, had you in 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 my mind and and in my heart about how hard it is to learn. Because I I always said if you know if Chanel can do it, then I can do it for sure. You know, and it's and honestly, I I do have to say this, like genuinely, um, like I was like after I got off the podcast with you, and I I had played it for my friends, and they're like, "Wow, you got on nationally!" And I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, "Uh, yeah, I did," and I mean, Ali has answered some of my questions on on live, like when he was filming, like when he was in Mexico and I had asked the question and, and he, Jan had skimmed over the question and was going to something else or doing something. He was doing something. <laughs> well, and Ali was, and Ali was like, I'm answering this question. She wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, well, if you know Jan, you know, he can uh, definitely be a little bit of a, he's, he, he's a, he's a nice guy, really nice guy. Uh, <laughs> but he sometimes loses track. I think of what he's, is thinking. <laughs> well, I felt bad for them. They went to Mexico to go improve on their Spanish. Well, it wasn't like Ollie really needed to improve on anything. Um, but but Jan wanted to improve, and I was like, damn, they went to the touristy sites. Mm. They weren't going to get nothing accomplished. Beginner mistake. Were... <laughs> right. And I was like, damn, they wasted all that money. <laughs> and I felt so bad. And... But he answered my question, and then I had written another question recently. He had answered it, and um, I I can't wait to interview him because I'm going to thank him for doing the one thing that I have not seen anybody else do yet, put their material that they have or that they're selling into an accessible format for everybody. Yeah. Because not everybody can read print. Definitely. And so the fact you have it in an audio format for them to be able to listen to is thank you. <laughs> I mean, I can have voiceover read to me in French or Italian or whatever language I have downloaded on my phone or tablet, um, an ebook, but it's not the same as having an actual voice, you know, an actual recording. Yeah. And so, so I said, you know, I'm going to thank him for that. I mean, like, He's one of the people that I kind of really gravitated to as far as language expertise. 
you know, I mean, he knows his stuff. Yeah, Oli is the, definitely the real deal. He's been uh, kind of a mentor for me for many years. He started his website uh, just a little bit before mine. So he's always been 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 great to help me out. And I mean, I, <laughs> I didn't know if this episode was meant to be a, a sort of a... Uh, it's almost like, what do you call those um, broadcasts where they're talking about the celebrities? Celebra- <laughs> celebrity watching. <laughs> but, um, but I do, I must say, he's fantastic and... Again, very funny guy, but if there's anyone who's really talented at not only the languages, I mean, he speaks those languages really well. He's also really productive. He's really hardworking. You know, he has a a small daughter and, uh, you know, he's basically running a business whilst learning languages and and, uh, doing a podcast and he does YouTube videos. He does almost everything and... Right. The only thing he doesn't have is a clothing line. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, he might soon. Um, don't tell him I told you this, but he once had a style coach. <laughs> so he was, uh, he he was he said he was looking a little bit boring in the videos and in the promotional pictures. So he he hired someone to help him pick his wardrobe and, and what kind of hair and accessories to wear. So you know, a, a clothing line might not be uh, too far the way. <laughs> yeah, I might mention that. Like. You, you do understand, right? You, you you got everything going on except a clothing line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good question. Yeah, because I've uh, been trying to ask him that many times how he he manages to do so much. Because okay, now you can say his his job is different now. Now he's like the the supervisor, you know, the the CEO kind of guy. But when right. he started his website, he was doing everything. Right. You know, he was doing a weekly blog post of really great detail and length then he was doing you know he's writing his books together with his uh collaborators publishing them and he he recorded a whole course he's done a lot of things like written email sales funnels and whatnot you know so ollie is 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 a is a perfect example of someone who who gets stuff done and he's a really nice person one of the generally one of the the best people I, I know as well so i'm glad that you uh you found the same and uh, i'm glad that oh, he, yeah. he'll be on here as well he, he's definitely a great guy yeah. and, and i think his new materials are also going to be really good like he's doing those short stories right and they're very helpful for for beginner learners as well sort of a graded reader so um can't right. wait to see what he uh comes up with next yeah and I, it, it's so funny because like everyone's like wait a minute Who's this? I was like, you've never heard of Ollie Richards? <laughs> 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 oh my god! Like, I mean, and it, it, I mean, because I started listening to you and him at the same time. Yeah. So, so that that said a lot right there. And when I had given him the invite, um, Texu is going to be on my my podcast next week. Um, Texu Young. Yeah, yeah, from uh, Langfest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another great guy. Well, you sure know how to pick your uh, your guests. These people are, are some of my favorite friends from from the Polygon community. So definitely. Uh, and Vladimir Skoltetti said yes to. Awesome guy. He's uh, I am possibly one of the most uh, m- one of the most raw talents we have. Possibly, I'm, I have, I'm not I have to agree sure. with that. I mean, like, I'm sitting there like this. Yeah. Wait a minute. Did the, he just speak 19 languages to different degrees of profit? What that? I'm lucky to speak seven or eight. 
Yeah, I mean, he really speaks a lot of languages, and the most impressive thing is the level as well. Again, they're really right. high levels, and right um, because he he said like eight of them were like at a C one, C two, and the rest of them were like B one. Exactly, yeah. So he he's he has incredibly high language skills, and he, again, he's a great, really great guy. I've met him all around the world, and uh, he's he's cool. I've I've hung up with him a lot. He's uh, he has the same philosophy as me for for going to uh, language learning events. Instead right. of going to all the talks, uh, we always stay in the hallway for the real socializing, and then we watch the talks on YouTube later. <laughs> you know, right? You uh, know, I still want to go to one of those. I was telling Kirsten and Lindsay that I was like, okay, when I'm not broke as a joke, and I, <laughs> I can afford to go to Europe. I mean, because from here to Europe, it's expensive. It's, it's like almost... super expensive. Yeah, yeah, I know that it's... all too well. Uh, uh, that's why I didn't go to Langfest in Montreal. It's just. It's too expensive. It's that uh, would be less expensive because it's right next door to me. All right, but 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 that would be less expensive. But then there's the factor of hotel and food and yeah, yeah, definitely. Tra- I mean, it is a commit transportation it's a, and it's a huge commitment for sure. Uh, I, yeah. I I would uh, tend to agree with you there. Yeah, and I and I said, you know, if they. I wish they could do it where they could sh- you could stream it and it could be like interactive. Yeah, yeah, that ha- that uh, hasn't really happened yet. Uh, I don't know if it's because the technology to do that is a little bit uh, complicated or a little bit expensive, but uh, that could definitely right. be nice in the future to have more virtual events or feeling as if you were there kind of coverage. Yeah, because I I know for a fact like um, Steve Kaufman said he was going to do my show, which I got to get back with him. And I got um, the guy from Russian Progress. Yeah, he's nice. I chum. Yes, I I have him. Are you and watching his I... uh, YouTube videos? <laughs> I think. Yeah. Or listening? Yes. I think they're great. Yeah, I I watch his videos. I well, I mean, it's it's pretty interesting because even when he goes live, um, you know, I I know people who you know I I've said hey what's up blah 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 I've asked questions. Oh, I wanted to ask you, what do you think of the whole certification versus non-certification for languages? I mean, honestly, like, do you think it's necessary to have? No, I don't think so. I think it depends on what you want to do. I think for some some goals require it, like some jobs, some careers, they need right. you to prove that you can actually speak this language. And because the the kind of the polygon way to learn a language is outside the school, then it's very unlikely that the people who listen to this podcast will have a degree or a diploma that says they've actually done this language. Right. So if you want to do something career-wise and you need it, well, then you should definitely do it. Um, but if you are not doing it for, for that reason, then the only w- reason I can see to get a certification would be for your own sake to work more concentrated towards it like my friend gareth for instance he has a certificate in russian and german and he uses it to work very focused for a shorter period of time uh, towards that goal you know it's a very structured goal and besides these exams are very um i wouldn't call them solves but you know they don't you don't you don't just turn up and and speak and then they test you basically they have all these uh, test right. questions they have all these kind of like answer guides that they test you against and they give you points so it's right. not it's a very objective test but that means of course that you can kind of game it a little right. bit <laughs> you right because right. i because i know for a fact like 
there are some people where they actually get jobs and they're not even certified. Yeah. But so I, I'm just wondering if it's, it just depends on the company. It depends on, because a lot of people were asking me that question and I said, you know, I really don't know. I mean, I just, I have my TEFL certification. Yeah. You know, to, to teach business English and English for young learners. So it's a little bit different for me, even though I'm a native speaker of American English, I still needed that certification. Yeah. For teaching, you know. it's it's essential in most countries. Uh, right. Some countries will, like uh, Asia, for instance, I know that's not a country, but countries in Asia uh, have such a, a high uh, requirement. For, they can't find <laughs> any teachers. So basically what they say, and this is uh, possibly against some EU regulations, but what they say is if you're a native speaker of English, let's say American or from the UK, then they will hire you on the spot without any degree. But if you are from a non, if you're not a native speaker, then you need to uh, to have one of those exams. So that could be a TEFL, it could be a, a what's it called, mm. CELTA, uh, yeah, or or one of the other ones. And yeah, yeah, a TE, yeah, 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 something yeah. like that. But yeah. but I would say for the most people, I mean, we're talking at a kind of a hobby level, right? That yeah, right. you want to build it into meaningful skill, but right. you you're not gonna you're not gonna go translate in the language are you i mean uh, maybe some people are but i would say if you want to use the language as a career then maybe the the certificates are a good way to show potential employers just right. how good you are whereas right. if you're like me and you're like well i'm learning russian but i don't really have any reason for it and my work doesn't really have much to do with russia we do sell products there and we do have a large uh, right uh, company there but i'm not about right. to move to russia to work for <laughs> work over there you know right well you know it's funny because like i was telling someone recently i said you know what's so what's so sad is that you know you got all these people who you know they're trying to like kind of compete with each other to see how many languages they can speak and how you know how good their their language acquisition understanding is, and I'm like, dude, I'm not doing it for that. <laughs> oh yeah, you should never do it for that. That that would be a a big no no for me. Like that would not, you know, the reason is silly to begin with, but it's also not a very strong motivator. You know, right. it just it's not it's not a good <laughs> motivator to to that goes back to vanity, which I was talking about earlier. If right. you want to show off, learning right. a language is probably the hardest and most difficult way to do that and if you don't have a real reason for learning a language right you just you won't get anywhere i've seen that myself like if the only reason i had for learning a language was well it would be nice to show people that i know it then right. that's just not a reason and i just don't get anywhere so right. i definitely agree with you on that that's you know you, you you shouldn't get involved in that kind of uh motivation or or learning that that's not right because because I know, for instance, I on WhatsApp, I get more more of a nice size of people who ask me to help them with their English. And I have helped people, you know, improve their, their, their speaking and their pronunciation and listening comprehension skills. But, like I told them, I said, I don't mind giving you a, a trial run to see how, you know, we, we work together. But I am certified. I do need to get paid. Of course, yeah. And it's a you perfect know, career for you, isn't it? Because you have the passion, you have the skills, you have the uh, even the certification, you know. 
to to le- to not only help people but also to help them show them how that can be done because you're living right. proof of what you're telling people is working and right. you can do it over audio like this and you can do it from your pajamas you know so i would say if you're not doubling down on that then you should probably should that that, that would yeah. be perfect for you oh trust me i've been trying to get myself in the door i mean ever since i got my certification literally well, why don't you like, just do I'm... it for yourself why don't you do like uh, independent freelance the organization that um, is helping me find, they quote, gainful employment in Ohio, isn't doing crap. So I suggested I go freelance. If I go freelance, they get to take what equipment they bought me. I see. Back, back. So they get to take a 13-inch Mac, which actually they could take it. I just need to wipe everything off of it. The one thing that I would lose that I would be very ticked off about is a three thousand dollar Braille display that can that I can read like seventeen different languages in. I see. Um, and oh my god, I don't want to give that up to save my life. Um, so that's kind of a touchy subject on that end. But I I have been trying to get people. I I almost had a student this summer because of Lindsay Williams, but. The parent had went back from Spain back to Montreal, and so they were going to be busy, but they thanked me for wanting to work with their child. <laughs> hmm. So I haven't, like, had the opportunity. I mean, I've been doing a lot of language exchanges with people all summer, you know, and I've been, you know, improving my French, Spanish, and Russian, of course. But um, Aside from that, like I had like people at the beginning, but you know how that goes. You you get people and then they drop off. Of course, yeah. It's a it's a tough business and, and like I won't pretend that I have any idea on how to do this, but I would think that you just keep doing what you're doing and you you really use your network in the these the Facebook groups or and just just put out some feelers of what I did when I started on italki. I, I, I did some Danish tutoring back in uh, 2015, I think it was, just to supplement mm-hmm. my income. And, right. you know, I don't have a certificate. I don't know anything about teaching. I actually don't even know anything about Danish. But because I speak it, I can I can tutor in it. You know, this was less, right. less official training. And what I did was just I put myself as a very cheap price just to get some right. people through the door. And yeah. I did – I knocked the socks off every lesson. So I took – you know, prepared for it. I I gave them homework. I spent more than the hour they paid for. We usually went over by five ten minutes, and then suddenly I had a group of five to seven regulars. Right. And when I doubled my price, I only lost one or two. So that's how I did it, and that's obviously a very simplified version. And Danish is very different from English, but you've right. got you've got a social network definitely, and right. you've got. Right people who know you or who know of you definitely and right you can right you should be able to right. <laughs> pivot that into a, a a side gig called uh tutoring and that could or teaching that could potentially become your full-time job if you wanted it to be of course but oh, oh, it's not easy <laughs> it's not easy for yeah. sure there's a lot to there's a lot to take care of in, in that regard I, i've been there and it's not easy but if you want to oh, yeah. do it I, I i totally think you can do it Oh yeah, thanks. I I I have been trying like my damnedest to get this off the ground since like I graduated 
back in March of last year with my my certification. And what's so funny is I was the first visually impaired person at this school right. to ever go to this school and do an online class. And so, you know, it. I mean, I applied to every job internationally. Most of them were in Asia. There was a couple in South Africa. Interviews were great. Didn't get it. Asia has an issue with disabilities in certain mm, ones. I see, yeah. But did, were you you were willing to move to Asia and, and work and, and live there? Oh, no, 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 no. It was online. Oh, it was online. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. It I was see. all online. Like, that was like a... I would have been teaching from online. And and I uh, applied to every company there was. And someone was like, well, you need more education. Or you need, well, wait a minute. It didn't say that I needed more education. You're just saying this because I'm visually impaired. And in your culture, blind people are known about but not seen or heard. I see. And their and their dis and their disability rights over there are not the greatest. I see. Yeah, you definitely don't want to get involved there then. That's that's right. for sure. So I just sat there and said, uh no. Okay. I'll figure something else out. And I mean I never gave up. I kept going because I don't have a choice in the matter. But then I said, you know what, maybe I can do something freelance or under the table or, or whatever I can do. So um I'm hoping <laughs> that I think I got like I think eleven people so far have listened to Lindsay and 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 um, Kirsten's interview I did last week, and seven people so far listened to me and Shannon. Very nice. So, so I'm I'm as a fellow podcaster. Do you have any any good tips? Uh, have a lot of patience. <laughs> It's a the the podcasting journey is definitely a thousand miles and. Uh, When I started, I don't think I had any listeners for the first few episodes because nobody really knew about it. So I think I had downloaded the first few episodes myself more than anyone. <laughs> so it it's it takes a lot of time, but if you keep doing good episodes, keep doing uh keep keep increasing the quality, keep improving as a as a as a host, then right. eventually the numbers are going to grow and grow. And when they do the uh, podcasting host like um, Anchor, for instance, will give you more priority and you'll show up in searches for like language learning and whatever you decide to call your episodes or your, your uh, subtitles. Right. And then you'll just grow from there. But, I mean, there's not really no, there's really no secret sauce. I'm, I'm not even that, like, I'm really proud of what I've achieved. But if you look at sort of the numbers and the growth and the progress it's not that great actually it, it, i i'm really happy of course and a lot of people really appreciate it as well but i i haven't built actual fluency into you know hundreds of thousands of listens per episodes or you right. know reach around the world or anything definitely not right. like don't get me wrong i've i you know I, i'll i'll be happy to say that each episode when it comes out a, a thousand people are going to download it within the first week and that's fantastic for me uh but that's taking me you know four years uh of, right. of consistent okay let's call it relatively consistent uh production <laughs> uh, right so my my advice to you would be similar to that of learning languages which you're already very good at is simply just have patience and faith because 
it takes time yeah. and you will find your sort of podcasting persona you know you'll find what you want to focus on and what you want to talk about and who you want to talk to as as you go along there's no there's no way to uh to skip anything of that you just have to keep plodding on right because i i know that well i know that my first podcast like part two got 62 people the second one got 39 then somebody else, uh, another one got like 20-something. I mean, I think the least I've gotten is like two. <laughs> yeah. So that said something right there. And um, But, you know, I also know personally that I started this on May 2nd of 2018. And I just said, I'm just going to download this. I'm just going to see what this is going to be. You know, how is this going? How am I going to be received? And, you know, I'm one of those people where it's kind of hard for me to ask for help because evidently me asking for help, uh, (laughs) I like to do it on my own first and then see Mm -hmm. if it works. And then if it doesn't work and I exhausted every resource, (laughs) then I'll ask for help. I see. Yeah. Um, I'm similar to that. Yeah. (laughs) Like I still haven't gotten, you know, I've done actual fluency for four or five years i've personally edited and uploaded and uh, you know done everything on every episode i've never had anyone help or i didn't hire anyone i didn't outsource any of the process it's always been just me so i know exactly what you mean (laughs) what you say i mean because i have no i mean literally if you listen to my episodes i have no editing like literally like for real like i pretty much what you see in here is what you get because I I'm not I'm not the best technical person, especially with editing. Yeah, but and that's so, not a problem. Like none of the actual Fluency episodes have been edited that well. Like uh, there's no they don't get edited for I don't know what you call it. I'm I'm not too much of a of the technical type, right. but they don't get edited for narrative or for uh, te- for tempo or pace. I don't edit out bits. If there's mm-hmm. any if there's any blatant errors or you know somebody says to me Chris I don't like the way I said this can we get can we remove it then of course I'll oblige and remove it but otherwise right. the, all the episodes are at the conversations as they happened because for me that right. was kind of the original concept of course that played into my laziness of not wanting to edit very in great detail but right. you should not don't worry about that for sure like as long as you cut the first few minutes off with a, where you just you know <laughs> answering the call and saying hey how are you doing, and and the end which I think Anchor makes it very easy to do, now right, for me right. that would be absolutely fine. Don't worry about right. that. Yeah, I because I know for a fact like I know I was listening to your podcast when you were interviewing um, Suzanne the other a couple weeks ago. And right as she was about to give you some advice, <laughs> at the end it just went. Yeah, I think I, like, I think I fixed it now. But yeah, you're right, and that just shows. After so many episodes, I can still make mistakes, and uh, I'm not sure what happened. I think I started uploading the file before it had saved all the way, and so I didn't oh. really, so I didn't know about. I didn't really know it was a problem before it was a, a problem, and uh, and you pointed it out to me, which was uh, thank you, so I could. Fix it. I was like, right what away. the hell? <laughs> you don't tell them. <laughs> yeah, because when you're just uploading, you don't really notice. Like, you don't 
I mean, maybe I should, but I I just finished, you know, listening to uh, doing the episode, editing the episode, and then uploading the episode. I don't immediately start listening to it again, uh, and I also don't like listening to myself. Oh, uh, I neither. <laughs> so, so it, uh, thank you for spotting that, and it just shows you it can happen at any time. You know, no matter how many hundreds of episodes I've done, I can still make such a silly mistake of not. Well, you're them, almost to 130. Yeah, yeah. I I think I have a hundred and I think I have a few episodes uh, ready to go, so they'll come out very soon. Because it's kind of the end of the season. Uh, you know, right. I I like to do these season things just to give me a break right. once in a while. Uh, I've uh, I'm recording a batch of the episodes and then I release them a little bit quicker than normal, so maybe two episodes a week instead of one. And right. then there'll be a break, probably around the holiday season. And then for January, we'll see if if I come back or uh, it's uh, maybe a new show or maybe I decide to get into video. Who knows? But um, but that's basically the plan for now. Oh, well, that, that's pretty interesting because I, I decided that I'm going to put little segments in between each one. So this episode will come out today. <laughs> and then I'm going to just do a little, a little something. Mm-hmm. Like next week, uh, and then I'll I'll do Tetsu's interview, and then um, I have to do Jimmy's and today, and then after that I'm I I'll be I'll be good to go. I which I am like completely stoked about because I really don't know a lot about his mellow method. I really want to learn more about that. Exactly. That's what you should uh, drill him on then. Uh, that's why you get him on here to uh, get it from the horse's mouth, as you say. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I, I, like I told, I used the phrase, um, kill two birds with one stone. And so, so Kirsten loved that comment. And, and he was like, well, that sounds like a really great idea. I can't wait to do that. <laughs> kill <laughs> two know. birds, yeah. Yeah, that's so, a nice thing. And, yeah, and then I interviewed um, Shannon Kennedy, which was lovely, and um, yeah. So I can't, I can't wait. I'm uh, just want to say thank you no so much. Anytime, anytime. And if you have any questions about podcasting that I can uh, answer, you feel free to to email me. I'm happy to help new podcasters get out there because I think Anchor is really changing the game. That it's becoming so easy now to create a podcast that so many people who maybe were a little bit worried to take the jump before can now right. do it so easily and effortlessly. And I do everything on Anchor as well, so it's a uh, it's a great platform. Yeah, and I I just I, now I got to figure out once you send this to me how the hell do I upload it to the? <laughs> yeah, you just make a new episode. Uh, it, there's a button called Create or something. Just uh-huh. say uh, you just make a new episode, and then instead of recording or whatever the option is, you just press upload existing file, and then you just drag it over. That will upload it. Oh, oh okay, cool. Yeah, it's super that easy. Should, that, should, that shouldn't be a problem because I, I'm used to the whole touch screen situation. Like I use my phone and I use my iPad Pro. I mean, that's exactly why I bought it for, for yeah. that reason, for language learning and doing my podcast and like I get excited when I actually do an episode, even if it's like ten minutes of me talking about whatever I'm going to talk about, and um, you know, just to get out there and like some of my Russian friends and other people, Chanel, your podcast is great. I'm like, oh, thanks. 
<laughs> but I don't really take myself that seriously, you know, because I don't. I'm not someone that likes to get a big head about things. No, you know, uh, you know. So. There's a good book called uh, "Ego Is the Enemy," uh, where that point is uh, being uh, discussed in great detail by Ryan Holiday. So I I definitely agree with you on on, on that kind of point. Ego is is yeah. the enemy. It really is. It, as long as we are humble and happy and uh, uh, and uh, loving, then uh, we can overcome anything. Oh yeah, and I I thank you for coming on today, and uh, we have to do this again. <laughs> anytime, anytime. <laughs> yeah, I now I gotta. Oh, do you have the time? It's uh, ten. Okay, good. Okay. We're five hours ahead. <laughs> You're five hours ahead of me. Five so hours ahead I, of schedule. <laughs> yeah, so now I have to go and do my interview with Jimmy Mello. Fantastic. The Mello Method. And so... Have fun. I will. Thank you. <laughs> I know you will. All right. And best Thanks. of luck with everything. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.